When you said 28 years, that makes me feel really old. <laughs> I just got saved really young. Yeah, my story is a little bit different because my mum was actually battling cancer. It was pretty severe. So it had spread from a breast cancer. It had metastasized to her brain. I'd spent a lot of time in and out of intensive care and, you know, down at the doctor's surgery, down at the specialist. I saw it all. Here's a story of redemption. Effectively, I was redeemed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, youth all around the world, if you know them, you know them. They are Nathan and Jen Friend. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapia and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. Welcome to the podcast. I have some special people in the house (laughs) today. um, We have a beautiful couple. We have a mighty man of God. He has been a Christ follower for 28 years. He's currently the youth pastor at Cardinia Church. And his beautiful wife has been a Christ follower for 21 years. And they both lead the KYD (laughs) youth ministry. If you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, youth all around the world. If you know them, you know them. They are. Nathan and Jen Friend. (laughs) Welcome to the show, guys. We're just pumped to have you here. Welcome. Uh, it's, good. it's good to be here. When you said 28 years, that makes me feel really old. <laughs> I just got saved really young. So, um, you know. It's a long time. Or you are really old and you look really good for your age. Hey, I'll take that. You take that? I'll take that. Yes. Thank so you. good. That's <laughs> so good. It's not going grey yet. So, yeah, you do look pretty good for your age. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I'm excited to have you guys here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I. When did we meet, Jen? A Youth Alive event. Yeah, but what month was it? I can't remember, but you were very pregnant. I was pregnant. Yes. I was heavily pregnant and Jen had her little one in her arms and I was like, look at her, she's just an awesome mom. I was like, oh God, please (laughs) give me the grace to be strong mom. And now we both have our little boys. Yes. Little Caleb. Yes. And mine's little Lewis. Yes. They're both asleep right now, which is fantastic. They are. Yes, Lord. Lord. Stay asleep. (laughs) (laughs) In the name of Jesus. Yeah, but we just connected at Youth Alive. And I feel like the Lord, this is just the beginning of something great that God's going to do, us connecting, all four of us, Mm. and this podcast. And we we actually haven't heard your testimonies completely, your stories individually and together. So it's exciting to interview you guys for the first time and listen to you share your story online sure. and with us. Yeah. And shout out to the youth. If Ooh, you've tuned yeah. in, if you're watching, you get to hear the story of the friendies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and youth are the best, aren't you youth? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you need the clapping. You, yeah, so the, you, you, you youth are the best. <laughs> <laughs> wrong button. No, wrong button. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, they are. They are. Yeah. They're good. It's a good ministry to be in. Absolutely. Mm. So yeah, how but- did you guys meet? Well, at the traffic lights. This is really? A, this yes. is actually a good, this is a good story. <laughs> You've actually started lights. with a good story. <laughs> Come on, Toby. Uh, so I was at the time working for the Salvation Army as a mm. youth worker, uh, 21 at the time, and Jen was 23. She's two years older than me. Uh, and I'll let her know that often. Um, but <laughs> we knew of each other. Uh, long story short, I was playing basketball for the Geelong Supercats, and Jen used to be a Geelong Supercats cheerleader. Oh, it's wow. true. Uh, and we the were romance. both, and we were both Christians. So people just assumed, oh, that that makes sense. But we had never met <laughs> each other, had musical? we? So 
Um, I was collecting at the traffic lights for the for the Red Shield appeal, and um, this is why I encourage people go and do this stuff because you might meet your wife literally there, and um, you pulled up to the lights, didn't you? I and, did. Um, but that's not exactly how it went down because I actually pulled up at the other lights. You did, and I was trying to signal to the lady who was collecting at those lights, and she didn't see me. So I had to go and I had to do a U turn up yeah. near Macca's. Yeah. And then, ta-da, yeah. who walks up? I played, a very I shaggy a cool looking young I, man. You, I knew, you didn't need a haircut. I knew I'll tell who you she was, but I was like, she goes, hi, I'm, I'm Jen from, from Barrable Hills Church. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Nathan. I played it cool, you know. Um, <laughs> but she gave me $11 which is very generous, wow. and 11 happens to be her favourite number. Okay. I didn't know how much I gave um, you. I just emptied up what was in the ashtray. So, <laughs> so she was all in. She was all in. And uh, anyway, we met properly a couple of weeks later at church, at your church. and then Very um, briefly. We did. That didn't go down well, did it? No, because I was expecting a full conversation. Not just a head nod and hello. Yeah, I was. I was oh, that was it. it. Too cool. Too cool. I, I took my youth group to this church because we're quite a, a traditional church. And I wanted to expose them to something a bit younger, a bit fresher. And so that was Jen's church. But I had to get them home. But I was also very, very scared of talking to this girl. Oh. I had no game. <laughs> no game. Um, anyway, she got home, threw her phone against – no, no. You, no, no, no. no. I, I think um, you reached out to me on Facebook. That's right. No, you went home angry because you're I like, was. guys suck. They don't know how to talk to girls anymore. I was like, <laughs> if you can't communicate, um, yeah. then – and then I apologise you know. on Facebook. Did I you do a back. head nod back? I was what, like, what, what was hello, the... how are you? I was ready for the conversation. I, I want to okay. know, sorry, <laughs> I want to know, why did you give him $11? I don't know. I just felt like I had to empty out because back then I used to put all my spare change and stuff in the ashtray. Yeah, yeah. Right? I used to have this little <laughs> Jimny Suzuki. It was oh, great. Jimny, come yeah, on. Yeah, when I was at uni, it ran on the sniff of an oily rag. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. 40 yeah. bucks of petrol. Not yeah. now. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. And I, no, I'd use now. the ashtray for all like your change and stuff, parking, all of that. Yeah. And so he pulled up and I thought, well, I better, I better just clean out the ashtray. I just give everything that's in there. Mate, the Lord blessed you with can, $11. Can we, can we just go back a couple of weeks earlier than that and cut us off, guys? We love to chat. Okay. But uh, before the car incident where I'm collecting for the money, two weeks before that, was I went to her church, didn't know Jen at all at this stage, and I was there with one of my best mates and he, he tapped me on the shoulder and Jen was praying for someone, prayer warrior, this one here. Anyway, hadn't seen, only saw her blonde hair from the back, nothing else, that was mm-hmm. it. And my, my friend taps me on the shoulder and goes, that, that's your wife. Oh, wow, come on. Oh. This, is, this is no lie. He goes, yeah. that's and, I, and I just went, that's weird, why did he say that? But yeah. it, it's mm. crazy, right? It's a weird story, but it sat right with me. Mm. Anyway, left, never thought anything about it. Then we meet two weeks later at the traffic lights. And $11 in your, in, in, right. in your skyrocket. Correct. Wow. Correct. I mean, so. it's crazy that you say that because my housemate came into my room and woke me up and said, me and my boyfriend, we met your husband, your future wow. husband tonight, and that's when they met Toby. Wow. Yeah. So it was like a similar, a different situation, yes. but a similar yes. thing. It's like, mm. I've met your husband. And then he came to the church and they're like, this is your husband. And I was like, what? And I thought, you know, people get ideas and mm. they say things. Yeah. And I was like, God will tell me if that's my husband. And he did. He told me and that was my husband. But like, you never really. Hey, and look, mm. I just think if it's, if, if they're joking around, well, what is it now? 15 years later. Yeah. Joke's on them, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so good. I love it when God drops something in your spirit, you know, and says, that's the person for you. And, and, I, and, and I get it, man. In churches, like, <laughs> there's a lot of people, hey, that's my wife. And, hey, that's my husband. And, oh, the Lord told me this. And they, a lot of people get it wrong. They do. But oh, I mean, we, we claim to be the best matchmakers. And I reckon our, we're probably working at about a 10% track record. So, you know, <laughs> we give it a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But look, in our, in our, between us four, we're 100% success rate. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Which is great. I'll take that. Thank you, Lord. That's, right. That's, That's right. great. That's great. It, it was a very unique experience and it's definitely mm. something we'll never forget. Correct. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think, and, you, you know, one of the things if you're a young person listening and you're single, one of the things that's important to remember is relationships shouldn't be complicated. Yeah. And I think I was at a time in my life where I had just thought, yeah, 
it's complicated. Every relationship that I start to, start, you know, get involved with, mm. um, it just got complicated. And I was like, this is what, it's not meant to be like this. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that it's not, um, it comes with challenges and, you know, ups and downs because, hello, marriage, that's, it's all about compromise. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember if it's getting too complicated, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's some real advice mm. right there. You know, I think you know the way you're supposed to be loved, right? Mm. And what's by design, you know? And I think it's in, I think it's by design, it's in us. Mm. And that's why we know when we're feeling something tells us inside us, hey, this is not right or this love's not right and Mm. it shouldn't be like this, you know, it should be a certain way. Mm. And I guess sometimes movies and how we're brought up and, Walt Disney and all the mm-hmm. all the kind of cartoons that you watch growing up of fairy tales have a little bit to play in it. But deep down inside in your core, you know when a relationship's on mm. and when it's off. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you really know when someone's supposed to love you or not love you, you know? Not supposed is that right what I said? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think today's culture though, like that um there's a lot of unhealthy relationships happening, yeah. especially like if we're communicating to the youth and if youth, if you're listening right now, being a young female, I mean, you think it's normal that, you know, for complicated relationships take place. You think it's normal if there's yelling back and mm. forth. You think it's normal to argue. You think it's normal to break up, get back together and have all those complications when it's really, that's not a healthy relationship. Mm. Mm. So I think, I think I agree definitely with what you're saying. I think you. If, if you're having to fight for the relationship and you're on and off and on and off, you're probably not, you're most likely not in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. like Toby says, like you need to love that person and yeah. respect them, including respect, respecting their boundaries. And Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot to it. Mm. I, think, I think the battle with young people in relationships at the moment, so youth in relationships, is they're getting all their advice off one-minute TikToks and one-minute Instagram yes. reels and whatever. They're not getting the right people around them. It's true. Yeah. Um, and, and often that can, you know, for whatever reason, but Instagram and TikTok are almost raising our youth with one-minute clips at the moment. They mm-hmm. are. In any subject you think of, it pops up in the algorithms and all that sort of stuff. I'll probably get videos tonight when I go home. Correct. Uh, you know, and so I couldn't, help. I, I couldn't encourage <laughs> – I, I say this to our young people – Get people that are way further along the journey that are in committed relationships that have been doing it 5, 10, 20 years. Yeah, that's right. They're going to have something to, to pass on yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. That's who you need to be getting around you, listening to. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I would add to that too, in just about good people to get around you, you know, often we dismiss our parents. We just think, oh, they know. They're so old and outdated and they're not up with it. But our parents know us really well. Mm-hmm. And often, you know, you bring someone around and they get to know them and you mum or your dad will say, mm, not sure they're the right yeah. person for you. You do need to listen to that too, I think. There's wisdom in that because um, they've, you know, mums have birthed you and they have literally raised you. Mm. They've seen you through all seasons of life yeah. and often they can, um, I'm not saying all parents get it right every time, but often they can, um, yeah. They can see the red flags. They can see things that we yeah. don't want to see um, and they, they think about you know, we think about now we're parents, we think about our boys, we think about the future already, yeah. even mm-hmm. though they're only, you know, six months and what is he, 11 months. 11, yeah. <laughs> you think about the future and you think about the sort of person that you want them to be mm-hmm. before they meet whoever. Um, yeah, you know, and I think that's a big part of good relationships too is that, you know, and good friends that know you really well mm-hmm. when they say, hey, just something I've noticed when you're hanging out with them, you've, you're a different person. And that's not who you really are. Mm. And that's hard to hear from your friends too that know you. Yep. Um, but I call it the mirror. Mm. It's like they put a mirror up and you think, oh, put that down. I don't want to <laughs> see that. But often, yeah, your parents, those that are really close to you, you know, good people that are in your life um, that have runs on the board mm. that aren't in, yeah, their own crazy relationships, they do, um, yeah, help guide you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I guess if you want to know about business, go to a successful businessman. Yeah, You know, if you want to know about marriage, go to go and see someone who has a successful marriage. You know, if mm. you want to yep. build something, go and see someone who's a successful builder. Yep. Mm. If you want to live holy, 
go and follow Jesus, man. Yep. You know? yep. and, mm. that, and that's it. Mm. Yep. You know, if you want to be a good leader, look at how Jesus led people, you know, mm. and mm. at the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to. Mm. Go and look at someone who's got, as you said, Jen, someone mm. who's got the runs on the board, you know, that has been there, done that, mm. has got the experience and is still living. Yeah, it's great. And I think that's important, someone who's still living that yep. life. Yeah. Yes. You know, not, oh, I've done that, yeah. but yeah, not I'm, just I'm not in it at the it, moment. I'm not doing it, it again. Yeah. I'm not doing it at the moment, you know. I'm actually living it. Mm. It's great. Awesome. So you guys said you were, you've were you been married for how long? Ten years. Ten years. In January it will be ten years. But wow. we've been together for about, you said 15. I, I, probably, I probably went a bit too far I was going to say, uh, oh, actually. What are we, now we're coming up 13 years. 2011 we 2011, met. 2011, yep. Yep, 13 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, married for 10 years, so next year's a big year. Which 10 years, no grey hairs. It's pretty, oh, sorry. pretty decent, hey? Uh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> We've already given each other grey hairs and we're only three years oh, look, in. parenting. <laughs> I think I've aged more in the last 11 months than I have in my whole 35 years. It's hard work. It is hard work. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, it's hard. They don't tell you. No, no. They say, oh, it's amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Or they tell you, good luck. Yeah. That's right. That's Enjoy right. your sleep. They speak death on you, mate. You know? <laughs> they do. They, they speak do. death on you. Won't you I, I want to say this to anyone that is having a baby, <laughs> and if you're around and you're a parent, life and death is in the tongue, mm. yes. right? So in the name of Jesus, speak life to them Correct. and say, you will enjoy this pregnancy. That's you good. will enjoy yeah. this child. Correct. They will sleep all night yes. in the name of Jesus. Go and multiply as many <laughs> as the Lord wants to give you. Mate, do you know? It's funny you share that. People would yeah. say to us, yeah. oh, they, they won't sleep through all this. I'm like, have have you parented this kid? Yeah. 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 Has Lewis ever been here before? No. Nope. <laughs> he yeah. is a brand new individual, independent. He's got his own giftings, his own whatever. Mm. I said, no, we're praying all that stuff over yeah, him. Yeah, come on. And I know we don't we don't shout this out loud, but I'm going to put on the podcast here, yeah. babe. Our boy's been sleeping through the night since eight weeks. Hallelujah. We prayed for oh, that. Oh, not eight weeks. You're okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, 12 weeks You then? think he's been sleeping weeks? since eight weeks? <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you. I've been sleeping, I've been sleeping well been, since eight weeks. Nathan's been sleeping for- I've been sleeping well. <laughs> but, okay, it's not, not, not long after that, though. Um, I, would say, <laughs> I would say solidly at four months and probably started some long stretches at three months. But it wasn't solid until four months, just more like six days. Anyway, oh, what I'm trying yeah. to say is he <laughs> sleeps really well and has for a long time, hasn't he? Yes. Um, and anyway, but, we, we, but asked, people, we prayed for that. But people then would say to us, oh, your second won't be like that. Or they'll say, oh, my or, gosh. Or they'll say oh, just wait until they start walking. You'll see how hard it will yeah, be then. Or, or and then when they, they start walking, yeah. oh, wait until they start doing this. There's yeah, always yeah, like a yeah. next stage. <laughs> <laughs> But you're even get, you're getting up. No one's going to hear you soon. It's the passion. But, it's the passion. No, but I, I've actually, we've actually started sort of pushing back on that and saying we're going to believe that the next one's going to sleep really well as well. Come on, we're going to yeah. believe yeah. that he won't be a terrible toddler. Exactly. You know, like oh, once he's a toddler, they say good, you know, good baby, but you know, a naughty toddler. It's like, well, yeah. Why do you keep saying this? Like, why can't we just believe that our kids are going to be great? And, yeah. You know? and, and if they are a terrible toddler and they have spoken out and it does come true. That, that's okay, but let's not speak that out. That's right. Let's yeah. let's speak positivity. That's right. Because mm. um, we're so our world's so quick to think negatively. Yes. Uh, and yeah. so I think we got to change the the narrative on a lot of this stuff. But yeah. um, yeah. anyway, sorry, we're in parenting youth, land now. Youth won't be thinking about kids or anything like that. <laughs> that's no, right. Anytime no. soon. That's right. Youth, um, <laughs> you're not right. Yeah. But if you want to babysit. Drop me a DM. Yes, yeah. there you yeah. go. <laughs> the payment will be dinner. <laughs> yeah. Snacks. So, so wait, how did tell us how you both came to Jesus before you met? Okay. Do you, do you want Do you want me to go first because her story is like way better than mine? It's not um, that. Oh, you know. So if, if she goes first, then mine's just not going to sound that great. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Look, I think, anyone who gets saved, I think, has a beautiful story. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? nah, actually, I will, I will, Absolutely. I will say because Jen's got a phenomenal story. I, <clears> true <throat> story. I used to be in. I used to be embarrassed about my journey mm. um, because I was I was born into the church, uh, and 
you know, my parents were pastors in the Salvation Army. My mum still is. Uh, dad's no, dad has passed. Um, and my grandparents on both sides, strong Christian people. My aunties, uncles, strong Christian people. I've been surrounded by it. And so when mm. I was five years old, I remember kneeling down beside my mum because I've been to Sunday school, heard all the stories, and I went, you know what, I actually want to accept Jesus into my life. Knelt with my mum. We prayed the, the sinner's prayer. Um, and, you know, as a five-year-old, you, you, your understanding of faith is pretty limited mm. uh, to a five-year-old. And um, anyway, I obviously between, you know, the ages of five and 15, probably went in and out, in and out of accepting him a few times. And then mm-hmm. at 15 at a youth camp, I was like, no, 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 this is actually line in the sand moment. I'm all in on this. Yeah. What, I, what happened at that camp? I think I was just – I was surrounded by um, – Really good mates at the time. Uh, you know, I was in an environment where there's awesome praise and worship. Mm. There, there was a guest speaker who um, basically just just oozed this passion, and I'm like, this this person is speaking about Jesus in such a way that sounds so real and so true. And I had heard about this Jesus for 15 years, yeah, and I actually believed it. Mm. And I looked at this guy, and he is actually expressing what he feels, and I'm like, wow. I actually not only just need to say I believe Jesus, I need to let him transform my whole body, my whole, Come on. My whole being. And, and I remember from that day forth, that, that was it. I've been all in since then mm. uh, and it's led me to ministry and all that sort of stuff. But the reason why I say I used to get embarrassed about my story is because I, I used to look at people that would share their testimony or testimonies and say, you know, I was, I was into drugs, I was into this and, and life was almost done, I was – suicide or whatever, it's crazy stories and they've come to faith from that. And I said, mm. wow, wow, what a story. But what I now look back on and am so proud of is that my story is is that I've continued the legacy of Christians in my family. Yeah. Come on, that's I'm so I'm now good. fifth generation on my dad's side, you know, six on my mom, whatever it is on my mum. Like, wow. And it just continues and I go, to me, that's a testimony. Absolutely. To go, all, all the prayers and all the you know, what's been passed down from generation to generation in my family. Uh, and now we believe onto Lewis as well. Mm. Um, that's what I'm really proud of. And so that's probably yeah, a little bit, a glimpse of my No, that's salvation. so good. Mm. And, you, you know, you're, you're, what you're doing now for, for Christ mm. is you're actually standing on what your forefathers have Correct. done. Correct. You know what I mean? And yep. the sacrifices yep. and the faith that they've held through the tough times, you know. Mm. I mean, they would have gone through the wars, mm. right? Mm. They held their faith through the wars. That's right. They would have seen people die. Yep. They would have seen they they lost their rights. They would have seen yep. famine, yep. Um, depression, drought. the Great mm. Depression, drought. Yeah. They would have seen a lot of things, mm. you know. And they held their faith, and it's because of them that you're here today That's correct. Right. in this room sharing your testimony, yep. man. And Amen. you're a carrier, mate. Mm. You're a carrier of the gospel. Mm. Yeah, wow. And your children are going to carry the gospel because yep. that's God's promise to yep. us. Ah, so good. You know, amen. Great. Great. Uh, yeah, my story is a little bit different. I actually, I had an understanding of the Christian faith because my mum was at a uniting church mm. and we would all go as a family when we yep. were younger, but my dad didn't want a bar of it. He mm-hmm. was probably more agnostic. Well, he would change his mind. Sometimes he was an atheist, sometimes he was agnostic, but he was very logical, very science-driven, sort of more into you make your own way in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but together they never had fights about faith. They never sort of felt any sort of negativity towards Christianity. They respected each other's views. But when I was old enough, I decided I didn't want to keep going with mum because dad wasn't there as well. So I think I was kind of like, well, we're not all in this, so I don't have to be in this. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was about 14 that I went to a youth service and actually had what I would call an encounter with God. But the way that I got there was really important because my mum was actually battling cancer and she had been since she was pregnant with me and it was pretty severe. So it had spread from a breast cancer, it had metastasized to her brain and she was having reoccurring surgeries and I'd spent a lot of time in and out of intensive care and, you know, down at the doctor's surgery, down at the specialists. I saw it all. And as a young person, I was an only child. So mum and dad also married late, believe it or not. Dad was 56 and mum was 43 when I was born. So that's a whole nother story for another day. I actually asked him when we were dating, I said, Bruce, you need to tell me you're 56 when you had Jen. How 
how was it still operating? And he goes, it was a fluke. Um, anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> so, yeah, and even the fact that they'd met later in life, everyone thought my dad would be a spin star. He was, you know, travelling the world. They'd met at a travellers bar when he got back from overseas and mum was single. Anyway, even just how they got together was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nothing's by accident, as we just talked about with our relationship at the traffic lights. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of trauma that I was exposed to as a young person mm. and I was looking to escape that. So for me, I didn't really want to be a Christian. I didn't really want to be, you know, in church on a Sunday. I sort of, that didn't that life didn't appeal to me. Mm. But when I was 14, I was I was in a really dark place. I think I was really angry at the world. I think just seeing my mum who she was a nurse too and a beautiful person. Mm. Why has she got cancer? Mm. Like, why are we going through this? Like, she's a, she's a saint. Never heard her swear. She, you know, would get cross, but most mums get cross. Hello. But yeah. tired. Um, but <laughs> she she was always just so caring and so so giving. And, yeah, I think I, think I was really just internally frustrated. Yeah. And so I went to a Christian school, and that was another part of my story, is that I was exposed to Christian teaching, songs. You'd go to chapel. You'd have a message, like a devotion. And I was all open to that because I had an exposure to it with the Uniting Church. Yep. But I'd never experienced the presence of God, which I now know, you know, I can, I can say I've experienced that a few times now, more than a few times. And so I went to this youth service and it was just captivating because everyone was singing in unison and they were really singing, you know, like really singing. And that was a bit of a culture shock for me because young people just didn't sing anymore. Choirs sort of weren't a thing. Mm, mm. Not that we were in a choir, but you walk into this church and all these young people are like all singing together. And I just thought, this is amazing. Yeah. But the um the singing of the name Jesus really got to me. And I started crying. And I thought, why am I crying? I was actually getting a little bit like, you know, pull yourself together. Mm. <laughs> but it was, it was something that's happening. I yeah. was in I was I was encountering God. And I think that's the moment where I knew I need this. I need this. But it wasn't that night that I actually made a decision. It was a month later. I came back. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stop thinking about it for a whole month. I thought that was unusual. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened that night, you know, there wasn't something weird in the speakers. And there wasn't some, you know, I don't know, incense with something funky in it getting <laughs> spread around. There was something about singing that song that just was different. And, yeah, I think I just started asking questions to friends at school as well. Not, you know, explicitly, but just sort of subtly. Just I knew who the Christian kids were, so I'd sort of just suss them out a bit and, yeah, started to, I guess, look at the way they lived their life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, I think I might give this a go. So I think before I'd gone to the next sort of, um, what was it called? Like a, yeah, like a youth service. It was like a youth alive rally, but a a lot smaller. Yeah. (laughs) More like a, um, what are those days we do? The, um, oh, you know those days. Like a uh, like a youth alive. No, the, you know, like the days we did it, the mini ones, like a Friday night one. Oh yeah, like a rally, more like a rally, like a youth right? Rally. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a small service. Like it was a big, it was a big service. But I think I decided before I went that second time. I think I'm going to take this further tonight. I think I'm going to, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to respond openly. Yeah. So I started singing the songs and I started. Being engaged. You started participating. Yeah. Yep. And I went, this is amazing. I'm crying again, you know. I thought, why do I keep crying? There's so much crying. But <laughs> now I understand. I was so broken on the inside because I had so much hurt and pain. I just, so much was happening at home. I needed to release that. I really yeah. needed, to, I needed help. I, I didn't have counselling. Mm. There was a chaplain at school, but I never really opened up. Um, and, yeah, and then the speaker um, shared the gospel and because I, I understood it from school and I understood bits of it from watching mum, I was like, no, I know what he's talking about. This mm-hmm. is what I need to do. I need to make a decision tonight. And I responded that night and that was when I was 14 and I'm now 20, how wow. many years now? 21 years later, 35. Wow. wow. And I've always stayed in church. I've been serving in church since I was 16, volunteering, like volunteering. Um, so, you know, 19 years. Praise God. Just... You know, because it changed my life. Mm. Yeah. And I say it to people like, it's like you were walking one way and you do a 180. Whoops. Sorry. Um, you know, you're walking one way and you do a 180. And 
that direction can be really challenging because mm. you think, what am I doing? <laughs> like, you know, um, there were there were people in my life that didn't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'd, oh, this is a fad, Jen. Another one of your fads, you know. That's exactly what someone said to me. <laughs> you got that too. <laughs> um, I got that. People just sort of thought, you know, oh, it's a crutch, like, because your mum's sick. And, and that's really hard because I still remember those moments. But I think that helped me to sort of go deeper in my faith because it yep. made me realise, no, this isn't a fad. Mm. Yep. The fact that I'm sort of cringing as you say that said to me, no, no, this is more than that. This yeah. is actually a personal encounter that I've had that was not something manufactured. Mm. Um, you know, churches, we hear about it on the news and we watch stuff. People can think it's all about the music and the emotions and there's, there are messages that do allude to that. But I think you can't deny when you experience, sorry, you can't deny when you experience the presence of God mm. for the mm. first time. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you could switch it off. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that really helped me to make a decision because I knew I had my dad in, you know, my dad's sort of experience on one side of reasoning and logic. And I'm like, I can't work out why I'm feeling like this. I can't work out why I'm crying like this. Why are you crying, yeah. Um, And I was pretty tough. Mm. So it took a lot for me to cry back then. Now I'm just like, oh, at the drop of a hat. Um, but yeah, that's my story, and um, yeah, that's sort so of a, awesome. uh, that's a bit of a disjointed version. Sorry, I hope that's okay. No, no, that's an awesome testimony. As you were speaking, I was just thinking, wow, like your mum was taking you to church, and there were so many seeds that yeah. were being sown into yeah. you, even at school. Yeah. So then, when you went to that second service, it's yeah. like the Lord just brought up everything that has been sowed in, yeah, to you, and you just you knew. I knew, and I also you already had the word in you. Yep. I also um, think it's important to share, as Nathan would probably say, you've got to share this part. I actually got expelled from that Christian school when I was in year eight. So when I went back to that second service, I had gone back to the Christian school and I was in year 10. Mm. So I went to another school in year nine. So year eight was just the worst year. It's actually a pretty bad year. For those of you listening from year eight, I know it's a tough year, <laughs> guys. Tough year nine's even harder. <laughs> but for me, it was, a real, it was a really big wake up call going into year nine at a different school that was pretty rough. It didn't have all the lovely Christian services and mm. chaplains to talk to and well-being, all the things I think I took for granted. Yeah. I went, oh boy, I'm, I'm now in a different space. And, you know, you go there with a reputation because I was the kid that got expelled. Mm. So I'm in the wrong crowd again and, you know, life just snowballs. And it was me having, I think, another now I look back, I, I think I've, not that I've heard the audible voice of God, but I had a sense that your life's not going the way you want it to. You know, I had, I had a sense that something's wrong with this direction. I need to do something about this because I am not doing well at school. Mm. I am not enjoying everyday life. Like this is just awful. And I actually said to my dad, I want to get back into the Christian school. And he was like shocked. He was thinking, you know, because I got expelled. So, well, asked to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've been asked to leave. Asked to leave. It's (laughs) the polite Christian way of saying, you're out. Um, But I went back and I had to really humble myself. And I remember having an interview with two of the leaders and basically just shared why I wanted to go back in and they put me on a contract. So it was in that year that I came back that I was encouraged to go along to these youth services, not through friends at school, but through friends from other circles of life. Mm-hmm. And it just all... But the best part about that though yeah. was <laughs> your dad who was a non-believer. True, yep. Went to the school and said... You guys are a Christian school that believe in second chances. Mm. So she'd been oh, asked to wow. leave expelled, which is like, see ya, don't ever come back. Yeah. And he's played the, you guys are Christians. You guys mm. believe in second. And they, were like, they went, yeah. Well, I think the we, staff, we some of the staff <laughs> did believe that too, yeah. you know, like I haven't really had lots of conversations. Yeah, it is. It is, this, it is the story of redemption and forgiveness because I came and I was, I acknowledged that I had, made the wrong choices. So I was on a contract because I had repented. I basically I basically had to (laughs) but I I basically was on, you know, watch for three months. And if anything was 
out of sorts, I was out again. Mm. But I really wanted to do well because I really wanted to stay. It is a story of redemption and I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity because effectively I was redeemed. Amen. So what did you do to get expelled? That's a good question. It is a great question actually and I want to know the answer to this because I don't know myself. There's actually a few things. I was on a contract because I'd been a bit of a brat and so it was the last straw of that sort of contract, that, Mm -hmm. you know, disciplinary thing I was on. can't remember the actual name of it. But, yeah, so I guess my lease had come to an end and that was that. But just bad behaviour, bad attitude, very rude, um, disruptive, wax school, not very nice to my teachers. So if you're listening, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot going on at home and I think it just, it really came out at school. Mm-hmm. That was, pardon me, <clears throat> that was how I wanted to show that everything was fine. Yeah. So it's just behavioural stuff. You didn't assault no, anyone or no, do anything crazy like no, that. No, right? nothing criminal. No. Yeah. But here's, here's the crazy part. She's very humble about this because when she got the second chance to come back to the school in year 12, she ended up becoming the captain of school. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So you talk about that's, redemption. That's a 180. Yeah, redemption Come on. right there. Yeah. So. Well, I was encouraged to go for prefect in year 11 and I thought there's no way they're going to let me be a prefect. In fact, I said that to the teacher that was sort of giving me the nudge because it was my homeroom teacher. So, um, yeah, I sort of thought about it and thought, oh, yeah. but I was just thinking, you know, well, maybe, maybe I should go for it because I'd had that experience um, in year 10 and I'd made that commitment at 14 to, um, yeah, start following God. So I saw the, the world differently now. I thought, you know what, maybe I do have something to contribute. Even though I was a brat, mm. I'm working towards not being that mm-hmm. and I can relate to other kids in the school that have been where I've been. And I wanted to give back and I was so grateful for the opportunity to come back to such a good school. I think that was a big motivating factor and I was really shocked when I was announced one of the school captains. I'll be honest, I was really shocked. I think there was a bit of chatter about it in the car park <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's so good. Like from someone getting expelled from school, meeting Jesus and him just transforming your life to becoming the captain, school captain, you know, mm. that's yeah. – that's a miracle in itself, you know. Yeah. That's a testimony not only to the students but to the teachers. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And, I'm, look, I'm sure there were some teachers that probably weren't on board with that, but then there mm. were others that I've talked to since that said, you know, it, it is the story of Jesus, yep. the second chance. Um, but, yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Praise God. Um, so I guess you would have seen in your – in your years, in you, you're both, you're both pushing twenty plus, right? Years Good. in the faith. Yes. Go on, tell us a sign, wonder, miracle, something. What has God mm. done? I mean, God's done an amazing yeah. thing in your lives so far. But what's what's something great that you'd love to share with the audience? Mm. Well, the, we've seen a bit over the years, I reckon. Mm. Um, and but I reckon the one that's really uh, I guess turned up the heat in our lives as, um, as a couple. As a couple, yep. Was uh, back in 2015. Um, I was sort of uh, I was taking basketball very seriously, and mm. probably at the point where this was my moment to make it into the professional ranks. Well, wow. um, so kind of like I'd had my best preseason. I was ready to go. This was the moment to mm. go. All right, if I have a good season, this could get me to that next level. Mm. Uh, and it was being a dr- was Eating it, weird food too. Yeah, I know it was weird. Really weird, like meat <laughs> it, three times a day. <laughs> but it was a dream. It was a dream of mine since I was a very young age. Basketball was my life. And the training session before the season started, my make or break year, I literally destroyed my ankle. I have to get a picture for it so you can chuck it up on, on something like if flash, game like to flash look at right it. here, right here. Mm. Um, anyway, dislocated my ankle, snapped one of the, the bones th- in three places. Like oh I was goodness. in a bad way. Oh. I was out for 18 months. I was bedridden for four months. Jen wow. was <laughs> all candid here. There was times where I was like, Jen, you might need you to wipe my bum. Like it was <laughs> it was full on stuff. Um, she was in helping, love, helping with the shower. That'll get you ready for parenthood. Correct, Absolutely. Correct. <laughs> um, anyway, and then it was weird, right, because 
yeah, instant disappointment, instant shattered. But as I was laying in bed, um, you know, a man of faith, listening to worship music, reading my word, I felt this weird peace about it all. Um, and to the point where my teammates were a bit like, what, why are you feeling any peace right now? You should be angry, disappointed, shattered. And I was like, I don't know what it is. And then um, I, I just had this thought that came through me of, of my faith and what it is. And faith, as we know, is really it's believing without seeing. Mm. That's right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then that story of Peter stepping out of the boat mm. uh, with, with faith. And sometimes, you know, God will get you to a point where, you know, you've got to just get to the, get to the edge of the boat. Right, and then he'll yeah. help you take the rest. But sometimes he actually wants you to take that step in. Yes, mm. yeah. And um, I felt such a strong sense that we had to move from Western Australia back to Geelong. And why this sounds silly is only three years prior we'd moved from Geelong to Western <laughs> Australia. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I can't, I can't show this. Jen's looking at me like I'm in, I'm in a great job. Like, don't be silly. But Jen, being a, a great woman of faith, she goes, let me just pray about it for a month. I'm like, you can pray for it for a month, but. <laughs> I've never been more sure, which well. is weird. Because then when she said that, I was like, oh, man, maybe I should second guess this a little bit. I was like, no, nah, I'm sure about this. Anyway, a month goes by and Jen comes to me and goes, no, I I, I feel it too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, none of our families understood. It was like, why, why are you doing this? You're literally having to start all over again because mm-hmm. we did. We had to sell everything and, um, you know, we, we moved with no jobs, uh, no wow. house. That's right. Um, and, yeah, so we – you know, even to the point where we're looking for rentals. You want yeah. to share that? Oh, part? the rental. Sh- this is the miracle mm. f- for me. Is um, I was looking online and we had a budget what we could afford for a rental. Mm. And I'm a bit of a clean freak, so I was like, <laughs> I really want this house. I kept showing it to Nathan. I said, "This is the house. Look at how beautiful it is. Isn't a great location? Like it just looks so nice, so clean. You know, like mm. just it's our house. We couldn't afford it." And I had to just, I, you know, you do the rental searches and it would keep coming up because it was in the area we wanted. It had the amount of bedrooms and bathrooms we wanted, all of that. And anyway, I just knew it was out of our price range. So I remembered I had a friend that had a couple of investment properties and I thought I'll just send him a text and just say, hey, have you got any of your rentals available at the moment? He sends me back a link. It's the house I've been looking oh at. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Like we're talking it's hundreds the, of houses on the rental. Yeah. The yeah. house yeah. I've been looking at. And I was shocked. I read the text and went, oh, you know, way. And I showed it to Nathan. And then we were like, well, do you think he might drop the rent? You know, because it, he'd obviously advertised it on this website through an agent. And, yeah. And, yeah, we just believed. We just thought, look, let's just, let's just put it out there and see if he'll drop the rent. And um, he agreed to the rent that we could afford. Which well, was amazing. I remember. I think he went even lower because I remember saying, uh, "Look, we're, we we don't have any jobs. We're sort of coming over by faith." Mm-hmm. And um, I think he dropped it by you know twenty five bucks a week under what we'd asked. Well, anyway, like God. it was That's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And so we went over there. I I picked up quickly a, a chaplaincy job two days a week. So cool. Mm-hmm. Between the two of us, we had a two days a week of income coming in. Mm-hmm. But we just felt so strongly that God was in all this. And mm-hmm. Jen's had a passion for politics for a long time. And literally a week into being there, um, she was chatting with someone about this passion of hers. Next thing, her brother worked in politics, mm-hmm. was looking for someone with Jen's expertise. Wow. And uh, within two weeks she's got a full-time job working in politics. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I was literally preparing because I was a teacher yeah. um, when I was working in WA as a primary teacher and I was preparing my relief teaching applications, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what I thought I was going into next. But I did have a strong sense that I think I'm going to end up working in politics. Yeah. Like I was preparing them diligently because, you know, you don't want to just pie in the sky, random thinking and then mm-hmm. – actually not do any work to apply for the jobs. Like I think God gives us faith, but he also gives us a brain and the work ethic to go, hey, I'm going to pray for a job, but I'm also going to do the work and look for a job and get the letters ready and get the CV looking good and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things that we need to be diligent with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just remember having this conversation and it was just like, you're not going to believe it. My brother has got a role. Why don't you apply? Next thing you know, I'm having an interview. And it was just Crazy. I didn't even need to use the other applications I'd be preparing. <laughs> and, yeah, and that was meant to be a six-month contract and I ended up working in similar roles for about three years. So even that alone, like leaving WA, was a big faith step. 
but was, we just was, saw yeah, provision. Massive, wasn't it? We and, just saw so much provision. And we knew, I've always known from a young age really that ministry is on my life and I've mm. known that because I've tried to run away from it yeah. <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, You're doing a Jonah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, anyway, when we, when we got to Geelong, I did feel the ministry call and that was part of the Geelong move. I was mm. like, oh, I feel the ministry call. We knew the church we will, we felt led to go to, which is Kadinya Church. At the time, I I still didn't really want a bar of ministry, but I knew I was kind of called to it. And mm-hmm. I went, well, God, you're going to make a way for this. That's like, right. Because you know mm-hmm. that I'm not chasing after this. <laughs> you know, um, I think, and I think that that comes back to my uh, parents being pastors. I'd been in it for so long as a pastor's kid. I was like, oh, I don't want that. I know the, I know the, the, um, the other side of it that comes with it where you've got people wanting you all the time and, you know, it's tiring. It's like, mm-hmm. Dad, I just want you. And he's like, well, I've got to go do this pastoral care check, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, three years into us being there, um, the youth pastor at the time had, had stepped stepped aside and I was like, okay, this is annoying because I know who's got to put their hand up for this. And so I did. And um, The rest is history. And as much as I wanted to run from it, I knew I needed to run into it. And since I've run into it, God has just – Blessed our youth ministry, blessed mm. our leadership, blessed our marriage, our family, and yep. um, for us, it's you know, it's not one of those miracles of um, you know, you're going to walk into a petrol station and someone's going to do a cartwheel in front of you, and that's the sign that, yeah. you know, <laughs> which you hear about those stories and they they happen and they're yeah, you know, they're, they're awesome. But this for us, this was just God on my bed with my mm. leg in the air, couldn't move, yeah, and it was as clear as anything of. Mm. Uh, I need you to be Peter right now. Step out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and we did that. Have faith. And and what I love is when I, I remember praying, I said, "God, I'm, my wife is so settled. Like she's in a great job. Like mm. I beg you. Mm. Like I I will, I will. But if we don't have to, like you know." And <laughs> yeah. he was mm. like, "Just do you trust me? It's that whole thing. Trust. It's me. the moment of Jesus in Gethsemane. You know. Yeah, yeah. Saying, "Hey, do we have to follow? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's your will." Yeah. Let it be yeah. done. I'll do it, you know. That's, yeah. And that's the thing. Um stepping out, man, and doing hey. and doing the will of the yeah. Father, yeah. you know. That's right. So, just to recap kind of yeah. you get called, you mm. sorry, you you're getting up in the ranks in terms mm. of basketball and yeah. you end up in Perth because of basketball, right? So I mean, in Perth that's where I sort of grew up. That's where okay. my family is. Yeah. I had moved over to Geelong to, to make it in basketball. I met Jen. Yeah. Brothers were having kids. I was like, oh, we better get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball's still huge and, um, yeah, have the big injury. Yeah. And uh, basically it was this whole, okay. And and, and I kind of look back now and go, God probably prompted me a few times before the injury and it was like, all right, you're not listening. Let's put a stop to all this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but God still used me in basketball because I knew that my basketball time wasn't done. So when we came back here, I was still playing at a high level. Oh, well. Wow. But my whole – it became a it became a ministry point. It became a I'm there not just to play basketball. I'm there to actually be there for my brothers uh, and speak mm. hope, speak joy, mm. speak life. And I ended up being the one that they would come to and ask for advice. And had some of my teammates ask me to pray for them. They'd never <laughs> prayed before, yeah. you know, like all that wow. sort of stuff. So that became um, a ministry. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is cool. It's so amazing. I just want to ask yeah. one question. Sure. And I think we're going to end with this question, but if you were to give any advice to the youth out there mm. that might have been in the same situation you were in, mm. maybe when you were 14, Jen, or mm. how old were you, Nathan? 15. 15. Yeah. What advice would you give the young people? Mm. Do you want to go first? Uh, well, my, my advice would be when I was, so when I was 15 was when I made a decision to follow God and that was, uh, you, you, you know, I think, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to make sense, but Jen mentioned before about how she started singing the songs and just felt overwhelmed by something. And when mm. you get that feeling, when you get that tug on the heart, um, I would just say embrace it because it's mm. the best thing that's happening. Mm. Um, and only good can come from it because when you have that 180 moment, the hard thing is it's not just you making the 180 turn. It's all your troubles. It's all your addictions. It's all everything's, you know, sometimes you've got to turn from your friends. Like it's mm. it's not always easy, um, but it's the best thing you'll ever, ever do. Um, and then when I was 25 and had the injury, that for me that was the prompting of um, 
when you get a sense that there's a faith element in this, uh, faith is truly believing without it happening yet, believing yeah. without seeing yet. And so when you feel like there's a faith step you need to take, uh, get excited by it because God is in it. Yeah, that's uh, so good. And so, yeah, I guess that's mm. – hopefully there's some helpful tips in that. Mm, that's really good. That's and so now Jen will save this. No, well, I was going <laughs> to say it's such a big question because there is so much advice I'd want to give a 14-year-old version of myself. But I think the biggest one would be, you know, because um, there's just so many things we could share. Mm. Um, um, one one area of my life where I really saw God um, answer prayer was when my mum was really sick. Mm. And I remember I'd prayed before that, mm. but this one particular night I knew other people were praying for her and I saw that prayer answered and I remember thinking, Prayer actually really works. Yeah. Not yeah. that I didn't believe in prayer, but if I could tell myself something again, it would be be open to prayer. Maybe you're out there listening and you've never had an experience of prayer or, you know, of faith, but that would be something that I'd say be open because mm-hmm. I think for me that was a part of my life where I really understood how God could be part of my everyday now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just about someone that walked the earth thousands of years ago and had some really good stories, mm. which we love reading about. Yeah. Mm. But it's about how he can be involved in your life now. Yeah, so yeah. good. And how he can actually help you where you're at right now. Mm. And, you know, you might be listening and you might be thinking, I need help. Well, there are plenty of people that are out there that can help you. Um, so if someone in your Community is part of a church community. I encourage you to go check it out and be open. Amen. That's awesome. Awesome advice. That's so good. Thank you. Guys, we loved having you in our home and we loved having you on this podcast. Mm, It's been good. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's so awesome to hear your testimony and what God's doing in your life and how God's moved and how he does answer prayers and how – He's the God of provision. I think Mm. a great lesson we can learn from this is when we step out, you're not alone. Mm. God's there and he's the God of provision. Yeah. Um, And that's, and that's who he is. That's part of who God is. Yes. The God who provides for us, you know, he's, he's, he makes the way when there's no way, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, when you're thinking, how am I going to do this? God, people to move States, they just, they work on it for months, you know. <laughs> they, they, they're having interviews via <laughs> Skype or it's Zoom. True. It's true. You know, they mm-hmm. get the job, yeah. they find the house, they mm. get, they sort out their logistics and they get there, but they get all the employment, everything worked out first, you know. Mm. And that's, this is where faith comes into it and knowing who, who God is. Yeah. yeah. And if you're a Christian listening to this, who your God is. Yep. Mm. Understanding who your God is, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, I want to end on that and Come say love it. thanks, guys. We, we love you guys. Um, we loved having you guys on. And, yeah, God, God bless you and move you Thank and you. just empower you and power in the name of Jesus to Amen. the youth. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.